Hey mamas, it's me, Cat B. Welcome to the Days Are Long podcast. I'm so glad you're here with us today. Come join us for some real talk about motherhood. We are here to collaborate, commiserate, hopefully cheer you up and cheer you on. Uh, we're basically here for all of it. So let's dive in. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back. This is the Days Are Long podcast, as you probably knew. And it's me, Kat, uh, as you maybe also probably knew. Um, welcome back, uh, or if it's your first time, welcome. So glad you're here with us today. Uh, I'm just getting settled in. <laughs> I'm having a slow start to my day. How about you? I'm uh, chalking it up to the rosé that I had last night. Maybe one or two glasses too many, if there if there is such a thing. Um, haha. But um, it was for a good cause because uh, I had the rosé while I was having the most wonderful impromptu distance drinks with a girlfriend of mine, um, who she recently moved across the country with her family, and although it was absolutely the right thing for her family to do. Uh, and I'm so happy for them. I'm also so sad for me. Uh, and I just don't really get to see her anymore. I'm sure one of us will do a cross country trip at some point. But in the meantime, I don't get to see her. I don't get to talk to her as much. And this was a really nice chance we had to do this sort of impromptu glass of wine and video chat. Um, and I don't know about you, but I love the impromptu plans. Do you like them? Do you do them? Um, if you don't, I highly recommend it. Because as long as you don't take it personally, like if it if the timing doesn't work for somebody, and if you just say like, hey, I've got a spare chunk of time, I'm free this evening, or I'm free this weekend, or whatever, do you want to get together? Do you want to do this thing? I was thinking of you, haven't seen you in a while, would be great to, you know, whatever, like grab a coffee or go to a spin class or do an errand together or anything. Um, and as long as you don't take it personally, if it doesn't work out, um, cause a lot of the time it's not going to, cause it's impromptu. You're just like throwing it out there. So, you know, it, it often won't work out, but then sometimes it does. Sometimes it does work out and that's really great when it does. So this was one of those, um, this was one of those occasions and we had just the best visit. So yes, that's, <laughs> that's me. That's my story. That's why I'm a little slow getting started. Um, but I have this topic that I want to talk to you about. It has been rattling around in my brain for a little while. And I don't know if it's been like, how how much can our phones listen to us? Like, are they listening to my thoughts? Because I think they maybe are sometimes. Because um, I've also been seeing things recently uh, come up in my feed uh, about this topic. And the topic is like, can women have it all? Can like working moms have it all? And I saw this topic a few months ago. I kind of socked it away and was like, I need to get back to that one. I want to revisit that. That's intriguing to me. And then all of a sudden recently, a bunch of stuff started popping up into my, you know, field of vision. Uh, so I thought that now is the time. Now's the time. We're going to talk about this. Can working moms have it all? Do you do you have it all? Do you want it all? 
why the F are we supposed to want it all? So many questions. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, so firstly, the notion that having it all is somehow the goal, or this is like somehow sort of an expectation or an assumption. Um, but I think, I think you can probably relate to this. Like it feels like it's an expectation, something floating around in society in the background as something that working moms are supposed to want. Uh, and when I speak of working moms here, of course, I am speaking about moms who work outside the home. Cause as we know, all moms work. Um, so don't, let's not get confused there. Um, but it feels like there's this expectation when we're talking about moms who work outside the home and there's somehow this goal that people have for us and that that goal has like been impressed on us or I don't know, overlaid onto our experience. And speaking for myself, I can say that I grew up as a young woman thinking, you know, I wanted to be a professional. I wanted to have a successful job and career. And I also wanted to be a mom. Uh, you know, I wanted to do both and I wanted to do all of it and just like watch me go. So I feel like this is something that I have sort of grown up with. And I really want to start by challenging this notion that it's a goal. Like who chose this goal for me? <laughs> Did I choose this goal? Goal or aspiration come from and maybe we can just say, no, thanks. Like I'm going to take a pass. I don't need to have it all. Um, but I also want to talk a little bit about this like double bind that also exists because I feel like it needs to be mentioned anytime we're talking about like working moms, moms who work outside the home. I feel like there's this duality there and this double bind that like women are always being judged particularly moms, right? I feel like women get judged a lot and like moms get judged a lot. Um, you know, everybody's got a view. As soon as you, as soon as you got a baby growing in your belly, somebody's got a view on like what you should be doing, what you should be eating, what you should name your kid. And then after that kid's out, how you should raise that kid, how you should feed them, like all the judgments. So there's a lot of criticisms of moms, but then there's a lot of criticisms of like working moms because they work and moms who stay at home because they stay at home. Like, so that's, you know, it's this double bind that is just infuriating. And while we're at it, why is the term working mom a thing? Cause working dad is not a term that you hear. Um, it's like, Oh, he's a working dad. Like that doesn't get said. No one says that. <laughs> um, and why? Like, because it's assumed. Like it's totally okay and normal to be a working dad. Like, of course, of course the, the dad works, but then yet it's like a term. It's like saying male nurse, right? Like on the assumption that like nurses are going to almost always be female. And when we like specify that like working mom, it's like, Ooh, she's a mom, but she's a working mom. So there's, yeah, it, it just, it frustrates me to no end. And I was thinking back on the, did you ever hear the term homemaker? Because I heard this term when I was growing up. It was something that women could write or would would write in their like occupation. You know, like if you're filling out a form or some place where you needed to like write down your info and under occupation, 
some women would write homemaker. And that seems to have fallen out of fashion or at least out of common usage. But I'm like wondering, like, is it actually kind of accurate? Like moms who stay at home, like they are making a home. That is a full-time job. Um, There's a lot that goes into that and it's no small feat and it's critically important to, you know, our families, our kids' lives, our society, all those things. So I don't know. I was thinking about that. But then at at the same time, I don't know if I love the term homemaker because I wouldn't want to imply that homes with moms who work outside the home aren't like homes. That it's just like a household with a mom who works isn't truly a home. Like that's not, that's not something we want to um, perpetuate obviously either. But yeah, so okay, like stepping back. So there's, there's like a few of my random rants um, about all these expectations and I don't know, value judgments that I feel like are put onto mothers. And I'm, I just want to know, like, <laughs> why are we supposed to want it all? And the first time that this came into my purview um, was when I read an article about the former prime minister of New Zealand, a woman named Jacinda Ardern, who uh, resigned after I think six years in power. And she announced at a certain point that she would be, you know, resigning at the end of her term, she would not be running again. And she had indicated in her resignation speech that it was, you know, a hard decision for her, but she had given her absolute best, you know, to the job into the six years she had been in office, that she sort of knew what the job took, it had its challenges. And she just no longer had enough in the tank to do it justice. She had a small child. She had a husband who was, or a partner, I think, who was um, active in terms of um, family management. But it was her assessment that she did not any longer have what it took, have enough juice in the tank to do this very important job and to also be the mom that she wanted to be. And so she was just going to like take a step back. And I love, I love that she did this for so many reasons. So many reasons. One of which is that she didn't just keep seeking power or seeking to stay in power for the sake of it, which I feel like a lot of political leaders would do. Um, so she wasn't doing that, which I thought was awesome because she was pretty popular. Um, as far as I'm aware, she had a good run. She managed that country very well during uh, the pandemic and uh, was was quite respected as far as I could tell. But then like, why is she getting criticized? She started getting criticized in the media for resigning and the headlines coming out were things like, maybe women can't have it all. Maybe working moms can't, you know, do all the things. And like, it's too much to be what a mother and a prime minister of a country (laughs) like let's also give our heads a shake because that is a huge responsibility for one but like i say then it's got me questioning about the articles that were written around this time and um thinking about other female leaders i guess and icons who have spoken about this topic michelle obama was another one that came to mind and i know she has said publicly uh, and I know this because it 
like I say, it cropped up in my feed recently. Um, she's probably said it in other contexts, but she said it in an interview that she was doing with Oprah. And she talks about like, yes, you can have it all as a mom who works, but think about what that means. You, you probably can't have it all, all at the same time. That's not realistic. And it made me stop and think because I thought, okay, this is, yes, that's probably right. And it was hard for me because the, the high achiever in me and the perfectionist in me wanted to be like, well, F that, like I, I want it all. Like I can do it all. I can do this. I can do a lot of things. Like I'm going to do it. It's just, I need to just figure it out through this system. The system just isn't quite, it hasn't evolved quite enough yet to let people like me achieve all of these things. So just like, give me a run at it. Here I go. Um, but then, you know, it's also pretty uh, telling, I guess, <laughs> to, to, to see, to see like that monologue going on through my mind and also to see women like uh, Michelle Obama and Jacinda Ardern saying, you can't have it all, all the time. So, okay, maybe it's me who needs to give my head a shake on that one. But I think that's, that's the path I want to go down. Like, what are we, what are we striving for here and what does it look like? Okay, so yes, what are we striving for? Um, I know that when I was in my old job, I was striving like pretty steadily and forcefully towards like the next highest level or like, you know, promotion within my organization. And I was reminded recently of a conversation that I had with a male colleague of mine. This would have been years ago now. And we were at an event and we we got to chatting. He was like, he was a buddy of mine. We worked together. He was definitely a few years older than me, like maybe five or seven years older, definitely more senior than me in the organization. He um, was in the, the role or, you know, at the level that I was um, sort of hoping to be promoted to. And we were chatting and I remember sort of explaining to him like why I was trying to get this promotion and what my timeline was like or something like that. And he was like, Kat, like, why are you even going after this? Like you're, you're pregnant. I was pregnant at the time. He's like, you're pregnant. You have a great job that you enjoy. You make good money. Like, why are you still striving for this? And I was so gobsmacked because <laughs> I was like, what, what do you mean? Why would I not be striving for this? Um, like you have kids, you have this job, you're working at this level that I want to be at. You're making bank. I want to make bank too. Like, I know I can do that job. I know I can operate at that level and I can hang with those peeps. So why shouldn't I be promoted to the next level? And if it takes extra effort and work on my part, like, sure, I'm, I'm game. And when I asked him, you know, I was like, look, you, you seem to have it all. So like, why can't I also, you know, have all those things? And his response was so interesting. He responded by saying to me, like, 
yeah, I get it. It seems like I have it all. And like, I do have all those things. Like I have kids, they're older now. Um, I do have this job, you know, I am at this level in our organization. I do, you know, have the paycheck that goes along with that, but that didn't come, you know, at no cost. I, you know, my kids are teenagers now and I am having to rebuild and repair relationships with them because I wasn't around for a lot of their childhood. I wasn't there for some of the big stuff and the small stuff. And that's a consequence essentially of taking the path that I took. So he's like, you, I think you, you kind of have this great balance. He was trying to like convince me, (laughs) you have this great balance. You've got the job, you've got the child on the way, you've got the family, like, like just you're sitting pretty, like just stop striving. And I, I found it difficult to wrap my head around this because, you know, it's, it's almost like we come out of high school, uh, with these, these like memos, um, like the, the, the memo that you get when you're a female is you should, you know, go forth, like get an education if you want, but like be a mom and maybe like work, um, if you want. And if you're male, like go forth, like educate yourself, get into the workforce, provide for your family, be a dad. So it started to occur to me or or dawn on me, I guess, during this conversation with this coworker of mine that he had maybe felt like these goals were somehow chosen for him too. And that maybe he didn't want them or love them as much as he was supposed to be, be loving them. And it wasn't all it was cracked up to be. So I don't know, that one hit home and it's obviously stuck with me. Um, and I think it, it kind of hits home in terms of the point that like, he couldn't also have it all at the same time. Like he gave up a lot of family time um, to pursue this career. But where I, where I still get, I don't know, miffed about it is that he was never expected to have it all. Like the dude is never expected to do all the things. Whereas like a mom who works outside the home, you're expected to like do great work if you commit yourself to that. But then you're also expected to still be this mom who makes wholesome meals and I don't know, bakes things for the bake sale and does Pinterest worthy parties, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I still think the memos are different. It still gives me some grief. Um, one other, uh, person that I wanted to mention, like who's in the public eye. And I thought this was pretty, I don't know, funny, cute. Do you remember Marie Kondo? She's the woman, the Japanese woman who wrote the books about the magic of tidying up and keeping things in your home that like only spark joy. And she recently (laughs) said something along the lines of like, she's got, so she's got three kids now, apparently. And she said something along the lines of, you know, after three kids, like tidying isn't all it's cracked up to be. Like, so even like the, the women who are like, this, this is the secret. This is the secret sauce that will make you happy and make your life easy, tidying and, you know, infusing joy into the things in your home. She was like, yeah, just don't know if I can do it. (laughs) It's a lot. It's a lot with these three kids that she was surrounded by. So yeah. And last one I'll mention for now, um, if you haven't seen the Barbie movie, go see it. 
Um, but all of this talk about the expectations on moms and how we're supposed to do it all or want it all or something. Um, the America Ferrera monologue in the Barbie movie is awesome and like so spot on. And it reminds me, you know, a lot of that, like these, these expectations, like we're supposed to be, we're supposed to look perfect and we're supposed to act this way. We're supposed to be nice, but not meek. And we're supposed to be stylish, but not slutty and like all these things. Ugh, all the things that get me riled up all the time and maybe they get you riled up too. Um, so just before we left the topic, I wanted to mention that because yeah, if you haven't seen the Barbie movie, go get your ass to that movie. It's so good. Um, and so in terms of like, what's next? Like, okay, we've identified a lot of problems. There's a lot of like bullshit, bullshit going on here. Um, but what do we do next. <laughs> um, there's, it's like, it's not clear. Like, what do we do next? And like, what steps can we take? And I do like the Michelle Obama quote as a starting point because, you know, okay, so we can't have it all, all at the same time. And I wonder if we combine that with the whole Sheryl Sandberg lean in approach, which I don't know about you, but I, when I was a young professional, felt like that was like a strong message I was getting, like lean in, like, this is how you do it. This is how you be a mom and excel and do all the things. And maybe it's just the, like, like I say, we combine these two, maybe you can lean in, but maybe just to like one big thing at a time. So yeah, I leaned into my career first and I've taken my foot off the gas pedal a little bit there and I'm leaning into being a mom. I still work, you know, a similar job. I don't work the same job as I used to, but I work a similar job and I still feel like I'm progressing, but I'm definitely not like foot on the gas pedal, you know, kind of go, go, go mode the way that perhaps I was. So I guess that is like one strategy or approach to think about. Um, and in terms of other strategies, I came across this awesome Instagram account called the fifth trimester. You should check it out. She has a great post about what she calls no extras this month. And it's a great, <laughs> it's a great post. It's a great concept. Um, so let me tell you about it. She, she's, she says at the beginning of her post, like, I got to come up with a better name for this. But like, basically she put a reminder, a daily reminder in her, I don't know, her iPhone or her Outlook calendar or something every day so that it would pop up. And the reminder was in all caps, no extras this month. <laughs> in, in doing this, she was trying to implement like a buffer system, I guess, into her life. And by putting this repeating reminder, it um, was intended to, you know, remind her that she wasn't going to like sign up for the school book fair or volunteer to like host people for dinner or do time consuming, you know, teacher appreciation tasks. She would, you know, buy the cupcakes instead of making the gift basket, et cetera, et cetera. So she didn't have like, she also said she didn't have goals like she didn't want to have any big goals for like household things. Like there were no big projects. There was no big, 
you know, fitness goals, whatever, um, going on in her life. And so she thought, great, this is a good time. I can just like simplify and I will be less stressed. And what she found was that she was less stressed, but not because she sat around doing nothing. So what she found was that her calendar ended up being just as full, but as she puts it with the most amazing things that she had actively chosen for herself and did not resent taking on. So she was doing projects that she like wanted to do. She was having hangouts with friends and playdates that she wanted to have. And that she, by choosing those things, it felt like a win for her to say no to a bunch of stuff she didn't want so that she could say yes uh, to things that she did want. And also this reminds me, there's a book called, I think it's called The Power of a Positive No. I forget who the author is. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what it's called, The Power of, of a Positive No. And it's like this whole concept of like, by saying no to things, you're actually like saying yes to something else. Like I'm saying no to being treated this way. and I'm saying yes to being treated this other way. I'm saying no to filling my calendar with stuff that like I don't like and I feel like I'm doing just out of obligation so that I can say yes to doing things that feel like a hell yes. So that one really resonated with me. Um, I think it's, I think I'm going to try it at some point. And then of course the challenge is like, what's a good month to try it? Maybe I should just try it starting tomorrow. I don't know. Um, If you try it, let me know. I would love to know how that goes. Maybe some of us can do it together. Maybe we can do a little group experiment. That would be fun. Anyway, I think it would be fun. Reach out to me if you want to do the uh, no extras this month, um, month with me. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's do a win whip, shall we? If you've been here before, you know the win whip segment. If you haven't been here before, win whip is something I like to do to highlight for myself a win that I had this week. And instead of like a loss that I had this week, I like to frame it as a work in progress. So WIP, work in progress. Um, this is what the win whip is, and it could be something small. It could be something big, um, but it's, you know, something that, something that I feel like is a win and something that I feel like I might not be winning yet, but I'm progressing <laughs> or want to progress in. So, okay. My win this week was my purchase of a gigantic pink tumbler mug, uh, I spent too much money on it, but it's so fabulous and I'm drinking so much more water as a result. So for one, it makes me like, gives me the Barbie vibes, which I love. And for another, I am like so much more hydrated than I have ever been, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, so it's good, you know, it's good for my hydration, the bodily functions, my skin, all that good stuff. I'm sure my cells are, you know, regenerating and doing all the, all the good things they're supposed to be doing. And it makes me feel good to drink my water out of this like big ass pink tumbler mug. So that's my win this week. And my work in progress. 
uh, my work in progress is that I am trying to show up more consistently for certain things in my life. And as you may remember, we talked recently about the two degree shift, like making small shifts in your life towards the things that fulfill you, things you want to do, things that make you happier, things that bring you joy. And for me, the two things that I don't ever consistently do, the things that I consistently do inconsistently (laughs) are exercise and meditation. And I know these two things serve me. I know they do. I know that I am a happier, healthier, like nicer person to be around when I do them. And yet I still don't, I haven't like found the discipline or something to make it like a mandatory part of my schedule. And I get pretty down on myself about it because I I keep sort of setting the intention and then I keep failing at it. And this consistency piece is something I'm really trying to work on. If you've got any ideas, do you have any ideas how I can be more consistent at this? I'm sure some of you do. Somebody does. That's So that's my win whip for the week. What's your win? I hope you had a win this week. I bet you did. And I encourage you just to take a moment and think about it because I bet you did. And if you had a whip too, great. You know, think of that too. But yeah, I think it's good. Just like make sure you make sure you notice and high five yourself for those wins because they're there. They're always there. Um, and with that, we're going to wrap it up for now, peeps. Um, this has been great. Thank you so much for choosing to spend this time with me. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day or night as the case may be. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. This has been the Days Are Long podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. And before you go, if you've enjoyed this episode of the pod or any of the other episodes you've listened to, please click the share button and share this episode to your social media. You can do this directly from the app that you're using to listen to this episode right now. Shares on social media and reviews in Spotify and Apple Podcasts really do make a difference. They help us expand our reach in search results, and they help us reach more great listeners like you who might enjoy our show. And remember, yes, the days are long and the years are short, but don't forget the days are sometimes effing long, so let's be here for each other. We got this. Bye.